Okay, let us talk about the Holy Spirit. Like Father and Son, the Holy Spirit is at the disposal of the other person of the Trinity, and they all three are one. And generosity, I mean, not generosity, and graciously being at the disposal of the redeemed family of believers. The Holy Spirit's attitude and ministry are marveled by generosity. His chief function is illumine Jesus' teaching to glorify his person and to work in the lives of individual believers in the church. The quality of generosity's prominence in the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, where the Holy Spirit prepares the way for the birth of John the Baptist. And in Luke chapter 1, verse 13 through 15, it says, But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, because your petition and prayer was heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you will name him John. You will have great joy and delight, and many will rejoice over his birth, for he will be great and distinguished in the sight of the Lord, and he will never drink wine or liquor, and he will be filled and empowered to act a act by the Holy Spirit while still in his mother's womb. And then Jesus the Son. In Matthew 1 chapter 1 verse 20 we're going to go to and I'm going to read 20 through 21. And it says in Matthew chapter 1 verse 20 through 20 to 21. But after he had considered this, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, the son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you should name him Jesus. The Lord is salvation, for he will save his people from their sins. All, ba- all the baptism of Jesus, the Spirit of God is present in form of a dove. And this completes the presence of the Trinity at the integrations of Christ's ministry. So I'm going to read Matthew chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. And it says, After Jesus was baptized, he came up immediately out of the water. And behold, the heavens were open, and he saw, and John saw the Spirit of God deceasing as a dove, and lightning on him, Jesus. And behold, a voice from the heavens said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased and delighted. Jesus is also filled with the Holy Spirit as he was led into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And if you need a verse to go to, you can go to chapter and go in Luke chapter um, 4, verse 1. And the prophecy of the Old Testament prophesies about Christ's coming. Let's go into Isaiah. No, my computer. Okay. Isaiah 61, verse 1. And this is what it says. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed and commissioned me to bring good news to the humble and afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the wounds of the brokenhearted, to proclaim release from confinement and condemnation to the physical and the spiritual captives, and freedom to the prisoners. So look how this tied up. This is Old Testament. We're going to tie it up into the New Testament, too. See, God's word is not going to change. Either you're going to believe the whole word, believe all of his word, or you're not going to believe none of it at all. Because he's not going to be cold and hot. God is solid. So either you're going to believe his word, or you're not going to believe his word. 
There's no middle at all. He spits out lukewarm. So if you're lukewarm, guess what? You better be praying and get it together. Because he spits it out. He can't stand lukewarm. He can't stand people who's cold and hot. He says it in his word. So you're either going to be a believer or you're not going to be a believer. So let's go into Luke chapter 4, verse 18 through 19. It says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, the Messiah, because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to announce, release, pardon, forgiveness to the captives and recover of the sight to the blind, to set to set free those who are oppressed, downtrodden, bruised, crushed by tragedy, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord, the day when salvation and the favor of God abound greatly. During his during Christ's ministry, Jesus refers to the Spirit of God, and you can need a verse. You can go into Matthew chapter twelve, verse twenty-eight through twenty-nine, as the power by which He is casting out demons. Okay. The baptism with the Holy Spirit in Acts one five. I'm gonna go read that one. We're gonna read some of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and and it says. Verse 5, Acts chapter 1, verse 5. It says, For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized, empowered, and united with the Holy Spirit. Not long from now is pouring out of the Spirit's power in missions and evangelism. That's out of that chapter 5. That's just a sentence I wrote down. It's pouring out of the Spirit's power in missions and evangelism. So I'm going to read to Acts 1, still in 1. We're going to go to verse 8. But you will receive power and ability when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses to tell people about me, both in Jerusalem and all earth, all Judea and Samaria, even to the ends of this earth. The This prophecy of Jesus in Joel, let me go into Joel. And I'm going to go into Joel chapter 2, verse 28. And we're going to read until, I'm going to read, I'm sorry, I'm going to read until 32. So it says, it shall come about after this, that I, that I shall pour out my spirit on all mankind. I'm going to read into 29, sorry. And your sons and your daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, your young men will see visions, even on male and female servants. I will pour out my spirit on those, on those days. So... God is not done. God is still working in the midst of it all. So it begins on the Pentecost in Acts 2, chapter 2, verse 1 through 18. You can read, Many of those who heard of the finished work of the God, of God in Jesus' death and resurrection, which was in Acts chapter 2, verse 32 through 38, repent of their sins. In this act of repentance, they received the gift of the Holy Spirit, which is in Acts. Let me go into Acts. I'm going to read this one. And it's chapter 2, verse 38. And it says, And Peter said to them, Repent, change your old ways of thinking, turn from your sinful ways, accept and follow Jesus as the Messiah, and be baptized, each of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, because of the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so, reading becoming witnesses of God's grace through the Spirit. And I'm going to end it with this. I'm going to have to come back with this tomorrow. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords has finished his race upon all mankind. Now, it is up to us to make the right choice. Yes, every day when we wake up, having breath, but do not take it every day for granted. 
This earth is our temporary home. What we choose to do on this earth is what we would what de- what will determine which destination we will go to, internal heaven or internal hell. Do you like heat? Do you like turmoil? Do you like pain? Do you enjoy the suffering? Do you want garnishes of teeth and do you want all that to be like that for internal life? That's the like of fire. It won't stop fire, iniquity, you be in pain all the days of your life burning heat or would you like a mansion rewards in heaven where there is peace and joy, no pain no sickness and so much beauty and so much more that God has for us internal home, that's our internal home internal home is in heaven our internal home is in hell God has finished his work and it's up to us to make that choice we can make the choice and repent of our sins turn from our wickedness believe what God says by faith and let him grow us to be more like Christ or we can be eternal condemnation eternal death eternal the lake of hell of fire that choice y'all is your choice tomorrow I'm going to come back on here and talk to y'all about how the Holy Spirit can help you Have have a blessed day and God bless you too